Hi, this is Ben, and this is Ben's Week in Medical School, sharing knowledge about the human body and glimpses into life in medical school. This podcast is for your entertainment and education. I do my best to present accurate information, but this podcast is not professional medical advice. The podcast is a personal project and does not represent the views of my medical school. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. It's podcast episode 23. And it's the end of week 26 of medical school. And I'm studying really hard because next week we have a test on all of hematology and oncology. And I've barely even been able to get into talking about oncology in the podcast, but I have a few topics about it this week. One of the things that's been different this block is I decided to watch some of the lectures on recorded delay. I've taken to watching a lot of them afterward. The downside is that I don't get to um, ask questions in real time, but the upside is that I've been starting sort of a new schedule of doing flashcards in the morning, and uh, and it, I like being able to get that out of the way. And so I can do that in the morning, and then in the afternoon, I pretty much start uh, studying all the material from the prior day's lecture. It means that I'm like half a day or a day behind, but it also has given me sort of more flexibility to incorporate outside resources into my studying as well, which has been really helpful. There are lots of different ways to organize some of the information. Being able to see how different people categorize different types of diseases is really helpful. And then I can pick the one that meshes the most with the way I think. So one of the downsides of not going to lecture as much is that I have had less interaction with people this block than any of my past blocks. Starting back at the beginning of medical school, I was doing a lot of clinical simulations on campus. I was working in teams to um, do these emergency simulations, but that all really shut down in November and December when COVID was spiking more in Michigan. I stopped going to clinics, didn't go to go to any on-campus activities unless they were required. I got my second vaccine dose on Wednesday, and so now I feel like I'll be more comfortable going to going to clinics in the community and volunteering and um, having study groups with people, knowing that we won't be passing COVID to each other. It turns out that our bodies make around 300 billion blood cells per day, red blood cells per day. I was wondering, do I have enough information to sort of make that concrete on a visual, tactile scale. So it turns out that we do. There's a specific lab value that tells us about how big each red blood cell is. It's called the mean corpuscular volume, and it's measured in femtoliters, which is, I think it's a liter times 10 to the negative 15. Each red blood cell in a healthy individual is going to be between 80 and 100 femtoliters. If you multiply those together, you end up realizing that every day your body is producing about 30 milliliters, which is one and a half ounces, like a liquor shot of red blood cells every day. And that accounts for 300 billion cells. There are two terms that discuss the malignancy level of any cancer. One is the grade of a tumor and one is the stage of the cancer. Grading a cancer is usually taking a little biopsy of a tumor, looking at it under a microscope, and looking carefully at the cells, 
trying to determine what type of cell was this supposed to be before it turned into a cancer cell? How similar does it look to that original kind of cell? And is it sort of still behaving the way a healthy cell would, except for the fact that it's growing kind of out of control? So that's grading but actually much more important than grading is called staging. And staging is where we measure on a more gross scale, almost maybe at the visual scale, what size was this tumor and how deep did it penetrate into the surrounding parts of the body. And then the other two factors are, did any cells from this tumor take up residence in any of the lymph nodes nearby or far away? And how far away from the originating point of the cancer have these cells spread to? So that's the stage, the size of the initial tumor, then whether it's gone into lymph nodes, and then whether it's spread to distant parts of the body. One other thing that cancer cells can do is that some cancer cells still actually perform some of the functions of the place where they came from. Our kidneys are actually responsible for sensing how much oxygen is in the blood and potentially making more blood if we're in a low oxygen environment. Your kidney releases a molecule called EPO, erythropoietin, when it senses that there's not enough oxygen in your blood. Let's say I move to Denver, a mile above sea level. There's less oxygen in the air, less oxygen in my blood. EPO rises from the kidneys. If I have a kidney cell cancer, those cells that are growing in a tumor might get sort of stuck in the on position and start making EPO all the time. So not only do I have whatever is occurring with the cancer itself, but I also have a second problem, which is that suddenly I have this signal to make more blood that's never getting shut off. There are tumors that can grow from um, immune tissue, plasma cells, which create antibodies, which produce, they're the manufacturers of antibodies. If those turn into cancerous cells, they can be stuck in the on position and we can flood our blood supply with antibodies. There's another one that can happen from your thymus, a tumor of the thymus. You might make too many T cells and potentially those T cells could attack cells that are actually good for your body. Like for instance, they could go to your bone marrow and attack the growing, growing red blood cells. So you can have a tumor of your thymus called a thymoma, which destroy all the red blood cells that are growing in your, in your body. So these types of situations where cancer cells are creating too much of a certain type of chemical that the normal cell would have made in small amounts are called paraneoplastic syndromes. They're, they happen around the rest of the cancer and cause other problems for the body. So I had a really um, good study group tonight. I'm going to um, I'm going to end this episode so that I can actually get back to studying. I only have a few more days to learn all this material before we have our test on Friday. Thank you, everybody, for listening. If you have any questions, please feel free to email me at brot at fastmail.com. Thanks to David Funkhauser for the intro and outro music. Have a great week, everybody.